So it's probably true that I have a little bit of OCD. I'm just going to say that as I start this story. And I'm okay with it, by the way. So whenever I would go on a long trip, like a long airplane ride to Europe, um, and I made a number of those trips back and forth, um, you know, I'd want to be prepared, be very prepared. And so, you know, I'd get my, particularly my, my carry-on. Like, do I have, it's going to be long, you know, I got to fly to Philly, and that's, you know, I don't know, five out, four hours, depends on the, the jet stream. And then I got to lay over for three, three years, three years in Philly. It felt like three years in Philly, three hours in Philly or so, and then, you know, another, I don't know, six or seven hours to, to Rome or, or if I had to go through London. Anyway, so I'm thinking, okay, what do I need? Well, apparently I need everything. Well, I need this and I need this. And do I have all the money? Well, I got to hide it here and I got to hide some of it there. What about my passport? Is that properly hidden and stowed and all the rest? And then, you know, the most important thing is, do I have enough music? So I've got my, my iPhone. Okay, I have some music. And then I have a digital player, you know, for the high-res audio. So I've got that. But that may not be enough. I mean, batteries die. So I've got another little one just in case. And, of course, I've got a couple of power bricks just in case I need to recharge. All right. Headphones. Well, I've got the, okay, I've got the noise-canceling headphones, but sometimes they get a little sweaty. So then I've got the other earbuds. But what if one of those breaks? I should probably have a third one. So I would have, you know, so I have a third one. It's just a little bit of OCD. <laughs> But I just, I, this idea that, you know, I would be unprepared. And then even the night before the trip, you know, I'm just thinking, did I get everything? Did I get, now I don't normally do that, but just when I'm going on a long trip, I'm thinking, do I have everything? Do I have everything I need? As though there are no stores on the way. <laughs> so there's, you know, there's no other places to buy things. But, but I would just be very concerned about being prepared. I had to be prepared for any potential problem that might arise. Well, today we have, uh, you know, we have a gospel where the Lord is talking about sort of what we might call the, the end times or the eschaton, the study of which is eschatology. You know, the Lord coming back to judge all things. And, um, you know, of course, the Lord uses quite colorful language to describe this, de this day or this event. Um, and then he gives us all of these ideas of what might be happening before it occurs. But then he says, but nobody knows when it's going to happen. Not even me. Not even Jesus. Not even the Son knows. The angels don't know. The Son doesn't know. Only the Father knows. But I know it's going to happen. And it's going to happen any time. But I don't know when it's going to happen. Okay. So what the church says of this is that following the ascension of Christ, we are living in the end times. We are living in the end times. We are currently awaiting imminent, the imminent return of Jesus Christ. At any given, at any time, it could happen. We don't know when, but at any time, it could happen. And the injunction, really, from Jesus is that we stay awake, we stay alert, we be prepared that we're prepared for his return. 
because it could happen today, it could happen in an instant. It may not happen in our lives, but to be prepared. Now, as we get closer to Advent, this is going to really, you know, this theme really takes on a lot of more urgency, especially in the, um, in the last two weeks of Advent, or the first two weeks of Advent. And so it's a good thing for us to, to meditate on or reflect on in our own lives. How prepared am I to meet Christ? How ready am I to stand before him? And what would he say? What would he say if today I stood before him? What would he say? And what does that say? You know, what we think he might say says a whole lot about us, right? It says a whole lot about where we feel like we're at in our relationship with him. And also perhaps, you know, the image of our relationship with him as well. What is God like? What do we think God is like in that moment? But no doubt, every single one of us, whether it's the second coming or whether it's just at the end of our lives, every single one of us will stand before God. What would he say? And are we ready for that? Are we ready for that? And if we're not ready, what would it take to become ready? You know, is it it something just... uh, Maybe as basic as, as uh, well, I'm not really trying that hard in my, in my faith journey with the Lord. I'm just not really kind of the Christian I ought to be. I don't know. Is it uh, perhaps, or could it be perhaps, a particular failing that we have that, not so much that we keep failing, but that we're not really working on it? The failure is going to come over and over, but if we're not actually trying to improve, that would be kind of a problem. Or maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's an unresolved relationship we have. This happens a lot. Do we really want to go and see God having never forgiven that person? Having never reconciled with that person? Maybe it's a parent, child, a friend. Do we really want to go and see God without that happening? Do we, we want our lives to end without resolving those things? It's really important that we think about this, right? Because, well, gosh, you know, I'll just be honest. I mean, in my priesthood, I, quite frankly, anoint people and bury people all the time too soon. It happened too soon. It happened too quickly. It happened in an instant. And I don't know if they've all been able to make peace with God. I don't, I don't know. I don't know their interior life. But I do know that these things happen, can happen, very quickly. Now, if you think I'm trying to make you afraid, I'm not. I'm not trying to do anything but to get you to reflect on what maybe each one of us needs to focus on. I don't know that the Lord wants us to be particularly afraid. That doesn't seem consistent with a God who loves us perfectly and desires for us to be with him for all of eternity. 
I don't think we have a God who's trying to get us to be afraid of this event, but rather to be ready for this event. Because what it would lead to ultimately is the the greatest experience of God that we could ever have, our union with him. And so if it's a failure you have and you just can't get over it, don't be afraid of that. Maybe you just got to try harder. Maybe you just got to address that more. If it's, uh, you know, you're not saying your prayers enough, you're not being the kind of Christian you ought to, you are on Sunday, you're here, which is great. But once you're in the parking lot, it's gone. If it's that quick, that might be an issue. Although some of our drivers here in the parking lot are horrible, so. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If, if our um, relationship with Christ or being a faithful Christian is only, um, only finds its locus here, but we can't take it out there, we don't take it out there, there's a lack of integration, well, then we got to work on that. And if it's a relationship, You know, if it's a relationship with a parent or a child, don't wait. Don't wait to do something. Maybe you can't fix it. Maybe it won't be fixed. But you might be able to do something. You might be able to at least offer an apology, offer reconciliation, offer forgiveness if they've really wronged you. Let's not take into eternity any one of these things. Let's take into eternity the best we can being the kind of person the Lord is asking us to be. Please stand.